much welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 10, The Fight. And sitting next to me is someone who I never fight with, ever. My beautiful wife, Jen. Hello, everyone. What did you think of the fight, Jen? It was enjoyable, but not one of the best. There was a lot of of big laughs in this one for me, and I thought it was pretty good from beginning to end. You're right, it's not... It's not one of the killer episodes, but I thought this was pretty solid all the way through. I found very few things that I didn't like for the jokes. Yeah, I had a hard time finding a worse joke. Yeah, it was enjoyable all the way through, but yeah, like not not one of the best, but solid. Okay, I don't really have any trivia for this one, or the only things that I that I want to mention are throughout the episode, so we'll just hold off until we get there. Sounds good. We will start off, actually, with an email from Danielle, because this one got in late for the Naked Man. She also sent us one for the fight, but we'll do that one at the end. Sounds good. Danielle writes, Hey, guys. I'm just a jumble of feelings, and I can't imagine the Naked Man working. (laughs) Two out of three times, Danielle, by the way. Danielle would be the time it doesn't work. Has to be someone. We're naked right now. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Marshall shouldn't have been name-calling. But I can't help feeling bad for him as the conversation goes on. Yes, and maybe. Eh, from I our think end. he did it to himself. Though I gotta say, does seem bigger than Barney and Robin. He really convinced me with the hairdresser technique. What was that? I'm not sure what she's talking about with the hairdresser technique. Though I don't think it's as useful to society. Clearly, it's a game changer. Oh, 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 sorry. Um, Barney was giving all the examples of, like, what this would be the new thing of, and one of the things was the hairdresser that, like... Oh, oh, yeah. pulls up the with the two fingers. Yeah, oh, and oh then, yeah, yeah, good pull. <laughs> I could not, for the life, because I read this earlier, I could not, for the life of me, think of what she was talking about. Yeah, initially I had it mixed up with when, like, Barney pretends to be a hairdresser and then pretends to be his own straight brother. She goes on. My worst would have to be, or her worst joke, I guess, would have to be the game coming up with reasons to have sex. It was so uncomfortable watching Marshall. Boy, she really empathizes <laughs> really with Marshall. Marshall. My favorite joke is when Vicky is shown to be a terrible person. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're eye to eye on that one. She finishes with, love ya. Love ya to Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. All right, let's get into this episode. We start off with the narrator philosophizing about why we fight, and then we go right to Lily's class, and we see an early example of it, of two kids going at it, and the other kids yelling, fight, fight, fight. We never find out what they're actually fighting about. They always just seem to fight I don't for think the these, sake of fighting. Yeah, these kids <laughs> don't need much motivation, and i got to say that the, the kids' fight scenes are really fun. <laughs> they really do a good job. The kids sell it. Right. They're really cute. Lily tells them they need to stop fighting because it's stupid and juvenile. And um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the kid points out rightfully that they're six, and they are stupid and juvenile. Very poignant for a six-year-old. <laughs> right. The narrator talks about how he's only, as Ted, has only been in one fight in his life, and this is the story of how it happened. He reminds us that he's recently been left at the altar, and the worst part is the unrelenting, unbearable stream of pity. So we go to the bar. Wendy, the waitress, is there giving out the drinks. and She gives Ted his scotch and soda and touches his arm, and she's being very nurturing towards Ted. Mm -hmm. He wants a menu. 
<laughs> she's going to go get the menu, but she promises she will come back, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> it's weird that we're dealing with this so long after. I mean, we're several episodes out. Mm-hmm. You would think this had been the episode after. Yeah, but I think that's to Ted's point, is that like this keeps happening. Like This is over. He's trying to move on, but people are still acting this way towards him. Ted thinks maybe they need a new bar, and <laughs> right. Barney blankly responds with, good times. And here's where we learn that Barney figured out that he can get through a conversation without paying attention by saying titles of black sitcoms from the 70s and 80s. So as they're going through this conversation, Barney's saying, good times, give me a break, what's happening? What's give me a break? Remember we talked about Nell Carter? Yeah. That was the show she was on, Give Me a Break. Okay. So I didn't recognize that one. These were all shows that I watched in the 80s. What's happening, I must have been watching reruns because that was actually in the late 70s. And I would have been too young to be be able to figure out what was going on in that show. Mm -hmm. So Lily tests out this theory and suggests that Barney and her go upstairs and do stuff that she won't let Marshall do and... Different strokes. Right. I like his hand gesture as he's saying different strokes. Right. And then Doug, the bartender, comes up and says, what the hell is this? And here we get, we've mentioned him a few times leading up to this mm-hmm. episode, Will Sasso. Will Sasso, most, mostly known from Mad TV. He was on Mad TV through the full run, I believe. And I was going through his IMDb, and I was shocked to see that he was actually one of the movers in the beginning of Happy Gilmore. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, funny. We probably know him more commonly from Modern Family and Entourage, both of which he played a gay character. But he was in the movie Three Stooges, and he was, I think, in quite a few episodes of Mom, the Anna Ferris show. Okay. He also was in, like, four seasons of a show called Less Than Perfect, which I had never heard of, and it mm-hmm. starred... Remember Big Bang Theory, like, the first season... Leonard steals a girl away from... Howard. Howard. Mm-hmm. She's a doctor. Mm-hmm. It starred her, but after she lost a whole bunch of weight. Mm. I've not heard of the show. It had a few decently big names, and it made it four seasons, but... What yeah. channel was it on? Or I don't know. Streaming service? No, this was... I'm sorry, it was on between 2002 and 2005. Oh, oh okay. So it would have been a network or... So this would have been pre, pre-Big Bang. True. Way before. So... The narrator backs up to try and tell us who Doug is. He's told us about him, right? He was kind of always around. And we've spoken this before that they superimpose him into these scenes that Mm -hmm. he wasn't originally in. And I looked forward to going back to those episodes after this to see, was he there and we didn't notice? (laughs) They do a pretty good job, I think. Yeah. I mean, and they plop him right in the middle. So no, there's no way we wouldn't have noticed him if he had actually been in it. So we get one of you know him being there in the pilot when Barney and Ted are arguing if they should play Have You Met Ted. The one where Barney gets a pencil stuck up his nose. And then when Barney tries to pick up a lesbian, there's all just, yeah, Doug kind of in the back walking rock. by, sometimes reacting, sometimes yeah. just there. The next thing is, oh, so here's the things we should know about him. One, he has a huge violent streak. We see him sort of um, frighteningly... <laughs> frighteningly retelling a story of how him and some friends smashed a bunch of other guys until they were twitching. Right. He's weird about his hair. <laughs> we show him coming up and to the gang at, uh, at their booth and accusing them of looking at his toupee and 
asking them, do you want to take it off? Do you want to, do you want to pull it off? Go ahead, pull it, pull it. It's so funny to watch Robin's reaction in that scene, how she's oh. sort of inching away from him and making these sort of weird gestures of, no, no, don't want anything. <laughs> I didn't notice. Because she was mostly talking to Ted in that scene. It was hard to tell, because he was sort of turning around to each of them. Mm. And then he's also very loyal to his regulars, so there's a point at which <laughs> they come in and someone's in their booth and he goes over to kick them out. He goes, okay, you two lovebirds, and it's a priest and a nun. Right. So mean. I thought that was a good, that was a funny bit. <laughs> and then he sees them sitting in a booth that's not there, so he goes over to kick a group that's already in their booth out again. And he comes back, like he says, ladies, if you'll please adjourn to your usual booth. Gentlemen, I will require assistance outside. So apparently these guys didn't take the news that they have to move a booth too well. Yeah, and so right before, yeah, before he comes back, you can kind of like see and overhear like faint arguing. You can tell, you know, this wasn't <laughs> as peaceful as the priest and the nun. And if you look very closely, this is where you can see King Ezekiel. For about a half a second as yeah, one of the guys you're from the booth. Real close. Right. There's no way you could <laughs> ever actually tell that that's him. After Doug goes outside to fight these guys with the expectation that the, the guys are going to follow him from the gang, there's a lot of back and forth on what a fight may be and <laughs> whether they <laughs> should participate good, in it. Well, we get, we're, it's unclear if Barney's paying attention yet or not, but we get a what's happening now? <laughs> Which, what's happening now is the. Reboot of what's happening. So what's happening ended in like 79. What's happening now started in 85. So way before reboots mm. were popular, this was a reboot. Right. But I think that's, yeah, it was a funny addition to it where it's like, yeah. it almost looks like he's actually paying attention. It actually works for the scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you know that, that what's happening now was a follow-up to what's happening? I did, show? and it's probably because you told me like you know, the first time we watched this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Not that I have any like recollection of that show. I kind of like their talk about, should we go out there? A fight? Right. <laughs> like, our, just so confused. With our hands? <laughs> and our feet, maybe? <laughs> yeah, just a lot of questioning. I'm like, wait, should we be doing this? I don't, have, I don't need to read the whole thing, but I, this is maybe the one line I didn't like, which was Barney's only three things you'll ever see him fight. And although he has a good gag reflex at the end with the brown shoes with the black suit. Right, so Barney is initially not interested. Marshall isn't interested either. <laughs> but brings up that civilized guys don't fight unless it's with lightsabers. But that's like three to five years away. <laughs> Robin chimes in with it. That's not true. <laughs> I do enjoy Marshall here. He's like, I'm on the forums every day. Three to five Thanksgivings from now. <laughs> yeah, with old green. Right, and so that comes back. But Robin thinks there's plenty of legitimate reasons to fight, and this brings us to a, <laughs> a Robin monologue that I really love. Uh, Ted reminds the group that she thinks fighting is sexy. <laughs> I love her opening. No, I do not a lot. <laughs> so she came from a culture of hockey players. If a guy can throw down, it's somewhat way hot. And scars, hello. If a guy's got a scar, he's got a Robin. And if he's missing some teeth, she's missing her pants. This I, I was just dying with when she was going through this. Right, and Barney tries to chime in with, "Yeah, he's missing his wisdom teeth," mm. <laughs> and then flexes. <laughs> we get the narrator back, and Ted said he was thirty, and in those thirty years, he had only been punched once. 
And then we get sort of a montage of Ted getting punched, and then some other things that involved violence in his life. Uh, the, it was okay, the montage. Mm-hmm. But Ted decides he's going out there. I think he sort of feels like he needs this experience. And I hate to harp on it, but this sort of reminds me of the Friends where Ross and Chandler are getting bullied by guys at the coffee shop. And Mm -hmm. Ted finally says, or Ted, (laughs) Ross finally says, you know, I think we should go down there and stand up for ourselves. This might just be a rite of passage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So this sort of reminds me of that. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) We get Marshall. Guys, trust me, I've been in plenty of fights. It's really nothing to be proud of. And he says it in a very humble... Well, I was thinking humble brag kind of way. Okay. They question his credentials. He says that he fought with his brothers. And, and everyone here, laughs at him. Yeah, and here's the line that I've mentioned a few times that we've tried to get right. But uh, Barney says, I'm sure it was quite a rumble in the Erickson rumpus room. <laughs> and then we get an imagination of what went down. I love brotherly horseplay. Here comes the tickle monster. Noogie patrol. <laughs> timesies, timesies. And then cocoa break. Cocoa break. And I like, because <laughs> we usually don't get this. Like, when they come out of an imagination. Yeah, yeah, usually just moves on, but we get Barney and Ted, like, imagining the cocoa break, yeah. which is really funny for some reason. And then Ted decides that, you know, he's he's going to go out there. Yeah, Lily tries to stop him, says that being nice is his best quality, and he said this nice guy got dumped by his fiance for a Taekwondo instructor. And Fair Robin's point. titillated by Ted's speech. And Barney yeah. takes notice. Yep, exactly. So Barney's not in until he sees the way Robin's looking at Ted and then decides he will also join. So Barney gives his monologue of, you know, the next time you see him, he'll be disfigured in the hottest possible way. And he goes to this tough talk and it ends with, can you find a wood hanger for this? Which is his jacket. And the whole time Robin's like kind of looking at him adoringly. Yeah, she's drooling. Like, really Looking at him this. hungrily. All right, so they go out and everybody's ass is kicked already and... Doug did it all. And thinks they did it with him. Right. (laughs) Who's not looking at my toupee now? Yeah, and this is the first example where they actually tell him, we didn't help you. We didn't do anything. His being angry in the end makes no sense, but we'll get there. Well, they did suck up a lot of glory after coming back in. Yes, they did, and they faked it. But uh, And this could have been solved a little more easily if they had just said to him, at some point or later on, hey, we went out there to help you. You just finished before we mm-hmm. got there. So they did have us back, and they never spoke yeah. up about that. But I guess, you know, the writers had to get to the next thing instead of making them logical in their thinking. Right. Doug is in disbelief. Sure, I just beat up three guys by myself. And he declares free drinks for life. So he goes back in. Ted and Barney are kind of trying to figure out what they should do. Barney has the answer. They did get into this fight. Everyone's going to think it's great, and everyone's going to sleep with me again. (laughs) Obviously talking about Robin, although Ted doesn't seem to notice this. No. No, because Ted at this point doesn't know about Barney's feelings for Robin. He just might think Barney's just being Barney. Yeah, could be. Ted doesn't think anyone's going to believe they were in a fight the way they look, so Barney agrees and then punches himself convincingly, I should say, in the face. (laughs) Right. And then he punches, or Ted's like, what are you doing? What I should have done a long time ago. What? I don't know. I just hit myself in the eye. I don't know what I'm saying. That was a funny little run because, yeah, what he said didn't make sense, although it sounded almost right for the moment. (laughs) Right. And so then Barney unexpectedly punches Ted, so 
they both now are you crying yes i'm crying you punched me in the nose (laughs) i read somewhere that when he makes reference to owen wilson i read somewhere that owen wilson's nose looks like that because it was broken i mean it makes sense noses don't usually come that way Uh, sometimes people have little physical defects that are endearing but yeah they come back in and the whole bar is being regaled with doug's story which yeah, he's just, like, making up. <laughs> Ted comes and takes his shoe off and hits him in the mouth. And then everybody, like, cheers and, like, rushes them, which is really bizarre. Yeah, and Marshall's just fed up with this. He throws his hands in the air as everyone's going up to congratulate them. And, yeah, I shouldn't harp on this because it's a TV show, but it's, like, these were patrons at the bar. The bartender bullied them and then beat them up. And the other patrons of the bar are like, good job, guys. Yeah, today, <laughs> a bartender would get fired for this. Right. It's just very... Even confusing. a security guard would get fired for this. Yeah. It's just very a very confusing reaction from the crowd. Yeah, once you get people out of the bar, you don't go out to fight them. You close the door and call the police if they're trying to get back in. And that was my lecture for all you <laughs> for all burgeoning security, security bouncers out there. <laughs> Marshall's in disbelief, and Ted has a good line of, no, Parney punched me and himself in the face and made it look like we got into a fight. Come on, Marshall. Right. Robin's fawning all over Barney. You know, his eye is getting all swollen, and he asks if she wants to touch it. Before that, though, she goes, I'm surprised to see you had it in me. You had it in you. (laughs) The little Freudian slip there. Right. Doug comes over with a round of drinks, free for everybody except for Marshall, because Marshall didn't have his back. And then we get into a round of masculinity shaming against Marshall, mm-hmm. but it all works. I think the lines here are pretty good. And Marshall's trying to get something out. <laughs> He's like, right. Well, well, you guys were out there being immature. I'll tell you what I was doing. And then we get your nails from Barney. And then he keeps trying to tell them, and <laughs> Ted, like, the, the relationship quiz in this month's Cosmo. Barney's was good, too, about the sex in the city. And Robbins goes on a little bit long, but even Lily laughs at what Robin says to him and has right, to apologize. And we never find out what Marshall was trying to That's tell That's true. Them. We don't. So, yeah, we end up at Marshall and Lily's that night, and he's just, you know, grumpy about it, you know. <laughs> they're acting like they're the manliest guys in the universe, like they're Crocodile Dundee and David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I can back that up, yeah. That works for me. Lily also has questions about these being the manliest guys in the universe. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of a strange scene where... He's upset, but then Lily's trying to kind of seduce him. Yeah, I think Lily probably just wants some. Yeah, she's a little bit thirsty in this scene. He tells her to put it back in her pants. Lily's so pleased with Marshall that she wants him to come to her school and and give a lecture on nonviolence. Marshall agrees. (laughs) They open the next scene with, You're a wuss! One of the kids yelling it at Marshall. Marshall's (laughs) trying to give a lesson with Mahatma Panda and Martin Luther Koala. The kids aren't going for it. and yeah, They want to know why he didn't just fight them. <laughs> and they ask if he was scared. Marshall says he wasn't scared. He's been in lots of fights. <laughs> the kid points out that you're huge. You must weigh like a thousand pounds. And Marshall gets very defensive, saying he has a baggy sweater <laughs> right. on. It's horizontal stripes. He also had a salty lunch. So he's probably retaining water. You can see kind of Lily in the background kind of shaking her head like, no, don't bring that up. <laughs> and then the kids just go into fight mode again. <laughs> right. So they're not really fighting about anything in particular. They just like to fight. Right. Then we go to McLaren's where Ted and Barney are using their new tough guy status to pick up some women who are asking about the story. 
And, you know, they start to pontificate about their combat. <laughs> Ted refers to, you know, it as, it's a science, the sweet science, as it were, which is what they call boxing, the sweet science. Oh, I was very confused by that line. <laughs> They've got this sort of well-timed tough guy duo act going mm-hmm. on here. And then the women point out that there's two guys sitting in their seat right now. Are they going to go fight them? And then Robin walks in, so Barney kind of feels the pressure that he has to. Right. And Barney's, you know, confident in this because, you know, Doug will have their back. But then Ted lets him know Doug's not working. So Barney quickly retreats, offer them drinks, cash, or those two girls over there. <laughs> and then the guys turn out to be serving them papers. Yep. They are being sued for assault. We get some good smug Marshall as, you know, Barney and Ted consult him. As, you know, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, what's the penalty? Yeah, what are they facing? Marshall's really basking in this. <laughs> right. But he's also using this as a good excuse to get them to admit that they weren't in a fight, which he suspected all along. Right. So he lies to them, saying, you know, they might have to do prison time. Or like Barney's, people get shivved in the joint. <laughs> right. Plus, meals are really starchy. And I like Ted. <laughs> Ted is me here. Like, I could get a lot of reading done. Write some short stories, work out all the time. <laughs> like Barney's, how much time will I get off if I turn in Ted? <laughs> right. <laughs> so they admit they didn't do it. Marshall tell them, tells them that they you know, shouldn't, they shouldn't have pretended to do the crime if they can't do the time. Then he goes back into, you know, including they sort of deserve this because... They didn't stand up for their friend, who incidentally has been in plenty of fights with his brothers. And I like how Ted and Barty laugh again right. at this. <laughs> right. So Marshall agrees to try to help them out. Robin enters and asks Barney out. You know, she has tickets to a hockey game. Maybe they can get a drink. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You're rushing to it too fast because I, I really like this. Okay. She goes, I got tickets to this hockey game tonight. It's stupid. <laughs> yes, we have very flirty Robin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like high school flirty. Uh, you know, it might go kind of late, so maybe after the game they can grab a drink and then Marshall spills the tea <laughs> on Barney and Ted's true story. And she goes, oh, I forgot, tonight's no good. I can't go to a hockey game tonight. I got the, that, uh, that, uh, and she's slowly, she's slowly like backing into her bedroom that, uh, and just disappearing. And I like but, the confused look on Barney's face. But you skipped over Marshall. So Marshall just like drops this bomb and then exits. Like they faked the whole thing and he just leaves, which I think is really good. I think we're back at McLaren's and mm-hmm. Marshall's sharing the good news with them and, he got them to drop the suit when he was able to explain to them that these two guys couldn't have done this. One of them gets a mani-pedi once a month. <laughs> Barney points out that it's actually weekly. Wolverine. <laughs> Some of us care. And then Ted was played the hammer dulcimer in the pre-Reformation Dance Society Wesleyan. I don't know what any of those words no, are. No, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that Ted. Well, did you also tell them? That they were one of the premier medieval... No, not medieval. Medieval. He said it weird, but not like the medieval... He said medieval. Okay. In his over-pronunciation. Chamber groups, little (laughs) ivies. Marshall did, and they all agreed that it was more likely that one guy beat them up than the three of them. And then Ted comes to the realization that they're still going to sue Doug, and Doug's going to know that they bailed on him. I think they'd actually probably be suing the bar. I don't think they're going to get much money out of Doug. Hmm. Fair. Then we see Doug angry on the phone. They what? 
And then we go right outside where Doug's trying to get the you know get to the bottom of this. Lily says to Robin that she's scared. <laughs> Robin, impressed with Doug. Is Doug seen anyone? <laughs> Lily, are you seeing anyone? You really should. <laughs> that sort of reminds me of when the Halloween episode, the Slutty Pumpkin, where we have Mike that Robin's dating who's trying to be very coupley with her, and they're in the bathroom, and Robin says, do you like Mike? And Lily goes, do you like Mike? <laughs> right. I like these little turnarounds by Lily. <laughs> really well delivered. Right. As Ted and Barney are trying to explain, Barney just runs away. It was Ted. And <laughs> does your, one of your favorite com- com- comical runaways. Yep. Yeah, Marshall's really trying to help sell this. That, you know, Look at Ted. He wouldn't last five minutes in a fight. He's got the muscle definition of Linguini. Ted's getting a little defensive about this, and Marshall tells him to shut up. And then Doug says, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. I tend to black out a lot. And this is where he accuses them of not having his back, and this is obviously where they could have spoken up and said, we did, you just finished the fight too fast. Yeah, but That would have complimented him and got them out of that conversation. But Doug goes for the low blow of, you know, you. all I ask in return is that you have my back, too, and you don't, you can't be counted on. No wonder your fiancé left you. Mm-hmm. So then we get Ted punching Doug in the face. And what he learned about it is that it really hurts your hand. Then he gets punched back in the face, gets knocked out, and I guess comes to... As he's waking up, Barney runs back. I'm all warmed up. Let's do this thing. Right. Okay. And then we flip to Lily's classroom where Ted's talking about what happened. and that he, What he learned. Yeah. Getting to fight was a terrible idea. And the, and the kids <laughs> shame him again. Where do you find these people? Is there a big sale at the Wuss Market? <laughs> and then the kids start to fight again. Yep. God, I like these kids. <laughs> so the narrator gives us a little extra tidbit. He didn't tell the kids what had actually happened. So We get Barney coming back in again, saying he's all warmed up, and then we see Doug splayed out on the ground. <laughs> Marshall has his toupee in his hand. Looking very primal. Yep, and it turns out <laughs> Uncle Marshall and his brothers did more than a little roughhousing. Murder! Yes, Murder Train starts playing. So we're back it's, in the rumpus room. It's like straight-up fight club. There's horrible violence. Yeah, very serious fights. Cocoa Break actually... Cocoa Break is actually Marshall throwing coke, hot cocoa in their face. <laughs> right. And screaming, Cocoa Break! Yes, so... Yeah, we get a very disturbed-looking Marshall. And... I don't know why Robin thought this was a good idea, but Robin asked Lily, has Marshall lost weight? He looks good. <laughs> Lily slaps her down. Yeah, bitch, don't even. We had a little wrap-up from the narrator that, you know, he doesn't really have a point to make about this story except for don't ever fight with Uncle Marshall. That guy's freaking crazy. And then we get a final scene, a flash-forward, with Marshall cutting the Thanksgiving turkey at his parents' house with a lightsaber. Three to five years from now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and he doesn't cut it with the lightsaber. He, like, straight up smashes it. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. He could have just done a nice little slice job with it. And I'm, I'm unclear on the science of lightsabers, but would that just not explode the turkey? <laughs> no, it would, but it would cut, the size it would cut through would be the same size as the lightsaber, so <laughs> it wouldn't be very helpful to cut it with that lightsaber. Yeah, and so I was looking, because I don't remember exactly when it happens, 
but we know that Marshall's dad dies and he is not in this scene. Was the mom in the scene, though? She wasn't, but she was referenced. Okay. Where do you think I rank this? I will guess... 61. No. I ranked it 45, Mm. right behind last week's Naked Man. My favorite joke, I think, is Robin backing into the room going, (laughs) I got that, uh... That, uh... It was a close call with her other speech about, you know... If they're missing some teeth, I'm missing some pants. Mm-hmm. But I think I like this one better. Mine was the revelation of Marshall and his brothers, because I just had kind of forgotten the details of it, and it was really funny and really unexpected, because he was so, like, you know... He's just... crying as he's raining blows down on one of his brothers. <laughs> right. And so it just, you know, it, it was very unexpected, given the way he was acting in this episode. I just thought it, like, really made me laugh, especially with Murder Train playing in the background. Oh, yeah, that always tickles you. Yeah. My least favorite would be Barney's speech about the only three things he fights. Okay. Mine was the masculinity shaming of Marshall. The, the Sex in the City joke was kind of funny, but... I like that you didn't like the Cosmo quiz. No. <laughs> that, that one got me. I mean, but it was hard to find a bad joke. Like, that, that was my least favorite, but it wasn't bad. All right, before we talk about next week's episode and sign out, I'll read... Danielle's email about this episode. She writes, Hey guys, I like that Doug didn't realize he was the only one to knock them out. I don't like conflict. I don't know if those things were linked. I recognize the little kid with brown hair. He's from a 2010 Disney show I loved called Shake It Up. Hmm, okay. I keep forgetting that she's 24. I was like, what were you doing in 2010 watching a Disney show? <laughs> Being a kid? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess she would have been... Uh, 13? Math is hard. Ish. And she says the ending was so cute. My favorite joke would have to be Wendy the waitress telling Ted she was coming back with a menu. It's <laughs> it's trust, so... I'm not sure if that was how she was saying that. It's trust, so... And then that, that sentence ends. My worst joke would have to be the gang making fun of Marshall. Oh, you and, you and her. <laughs> yes, Danielle team up on this one because we never find out what he was doing while they were gone oh yeah <laughs> just like you said hey yep. you, you and her were lockstep on this one that's right all right next week oh and thank you and love you back again danielle thank you for writing in next week we have little minnesota all right that's a good i think that one's i have fond memories of it we'll see how it holds up i thought the bar stuff with little minnesota bar was okay but we also get Ted's sister, and I thought that stuff was pretty good with Ted's sister. Mm-hmm. Especially the Barney's. holiday songs <laughs> that Barney uses to right. talk about sleeping with Ted's sister. Mm-hmm. All right, why don't you tell people where they can write to us and find us? You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com. Email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at RunkleRecaps and on Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. Okay, so everyone. Jen and I will be gone for a week, but we promise we'll come right back. We definitely will. So hang in there. Bye, everybody. Bye.